0: In last week's episode, our heroes arrived in Spear, an underwater paradise known as Playground of the World's Elite. Today, they have been sent to retrieve a horn from a magical beast that lives beneath the city by their new friend, Terence Reef Forge, a weaponsmith of the highest caliber and a candidate for regent of Lethalspear. Episode 12, A Watery Graveyard. After traveling downwards into the darkening water for miles and miles, and now illuminated by a strange eerie light that emanates from a cave in the depths, our heroes bravely swim into the cave.
1: Is that a room with a door? Yes, it appears to be. What are those two green things? Uh, You see that the the area up in front of you is illuminated with green light. Green flame? Green underwater flame. uh, Doors off to your left and a room off to your right. Something is moving.
0: Though they are being very careful, something surprise attacks them out of nowhere.
1: A tentacle whips past you, missing you out of the darkness nearby. In fact, it seems that now that you're here, there's an unnatural darkness off to your left. Hear just like a, a sub tonal like mm-hmm. sound throughout the entire room. The water down here is cold, really cold. As this mm-hmm. sound starts to fill this area, you feel the vibrations throughout your entire body, like a cold molasses type feeling. Like you're moving through something thick and uh, and, and sort of syrupy. There is a green, there are two green lights, and it, there is also a a purple altar in the
0: room. Ready for action, Varian summons four reef sharks to join them in the fight against the lurking octopus.
1: They shred this octopus. They just shred it, just bite by bite, just in water filling with octopus parts. Nice, dude. I love druids. Okay.
0: As octopus blood fills the water, it seeps over the purple altar in the room, which begins to light up in an ominous way.
2: I swim over there and start pushing the blood away. Using my feet? Yeah, from the altar. Using my feet and kicking it. Okay,
1: as you do, uh, you you sort of clear the water there and the altar deactivates. It sort of turns, the light turns off. Alright, sick.
0: With the room now safe, Jennifer casts identify, hoping to find a way out of the sealed room.
1: And you notice that the altar is definitely magical. Okay. And it seems connected to the green orbs. Connected to the green orbs and the door. And I think that maybe opening this door has something to do with this altar.
3: Mumu goes and grabs the fucking octopus, the frozen one, starts dragging it over to the altar.
1: And like, it's mostly frozen, so not a lot of blood's coming out, but a little tiny bit of blood does. And you can see it sort of lights up the altar, but not enough.
0: Trapped and confused, Varian looks to his bonded ally, Draweroth, who provides him a hint.
1: You yourself. You feel yourself begin to join the chant. As you do, the green orbs begin to light up, louder, brighter and brighter. I pick them up and I hand them to No, you can't move them. When you try to move them, they, oh. they stay where they are. Like very put your hands on them, those. <laughs> so as you put your hand on one, Barry, and you're chanting, the the uh the the altar begins to rise. Or with the octopus blood. Oh, the, like the soft one.
2: Yeah, exactly. Alright, so you drag
1: that soft one over and you start spearing the blood all over the uh, thing and you notice it immediately starts to light up. Alright, good. I go touch the other orb and I hum that hum that he's As As with. you do, you you see the orb sort of flash. Both the orbs and the altar flash. A two green lights and a purple light flash and the door opens. In the room in front of you, there is a blue, dome-ish uh, sphere that circles a large, much larger purple altar. Around that sphere are four green orbs. One of them is lit, the others are dark. The altar is also dark. And that room has a whole bunch of side rooms. They all have closed doors. Each of these side rooms, there's gonna be some octopi that we need to kill the sphere on the altar and take the orbs and shit. And each time we do that, each of these rooms, each one of these little
2: lights, around this center object here is going to light up and it will have access to that board. and then we'll smear more octopus guts on that and progress forward.
1: Kadim is onto something because this does feel a lot like a level of, of Zelda that I had played before.
0: Hidden in the shadows a 14 foot long lobster like creature suddenly appears and bears down on Jennifer.
2: Four sharks are going to um, just swarm up and start biting the fuck out. 17, 17 right. damage, you son of a bitch. That's a lot, actually. Taking it from
1: Jennifer. Where Jennifer cuts into this thick uh, exoskeleton. It's more damage he did than me. Uh, next up. <laughs> um,
2: now we go to the top of the round, Marion.
1: Redirect the swarm, sir. Alright, so a swarm of sharks he tackles into the side of the creatures. Kadima hurries over to help Jennifer.
3: I leap up on his little lobster back, and you know how you pull the head off a crawdad? Oh, I yeah. just slide the dagger in the back of his little dirt
2: slit right there. and just <laughs> run it up through his head. Right
1: at the weakness in his armor, just oh, cut yes. his head open.
2: A
0: voice begins speaking in Jennifer's mind as a telepathic link appears from an unknown creature. You shouldn't be here. You should go now. Go away.
1: Guys, we shouldn't be here narwhale just telepathically communicated to me. Told me that we're not supposed to be down here. What you're telling us is something telepathically communicated with you, and you have no clue what it was. That is kind of what I'm saying, but I'm kind of saying it's the narwhal. I'm kind of thinking we should just deactivate
2: these portals, man. I think we should meet this narwhal take a toy. <laughs> I don't trust something just because it can talk in you. Yeah, if uh, you're cagey or not, but that kind of something me distrust me. you. I say, who are you, in my head, telepathically.
0: Ignoring Jennifer's protests, Kadeem forges onward with his plan, to make sacrifices on every altar in every room.
1: As you approach the door, it opens before you. Yeah, look, I look, I see. You look look see. see a familiar layout with uh, two green orbs and a purple altar. There's another shrimp creature behind the altar. What? Uh, the doors swing open as Kadeem approaches and suck him in. As he struggles desperately against the current, then close behind him, sealing him in the room with a with a giant shrimp creature alone. Okay, we. Okay, um, so I'm gonna swim over and immediately start examining the door and trying to open it. Alright, as you approach the door, the door opens if you're pulled
2: inside. Oh, no, alright.
0: The first shrimp creature rolled poorly, but squared off against Varian and Kadim. This shrimp creature fares much better.
1: Uh, as the uh, claws close around you, his tentacles from the front of his face wrap around the, the shark's body, um, and you are now paralyzed, and you're taking it. Uh, you guys see the sharks all
2: disappeared. Uh oh. You don't need yeah, to get in mean, here. Yeah.
0: With the full team rushing to Varian's rescue, they manage to escape the second room, and when they enter the third room, they find that the animals seem to have given up.
1: There is. On the altar, uh, an octopus. You hear in your head, Jennifer?
0: Don't kill it.
1: Don't kill
2: it, guys. Who are you?
0: Why do you serve those that hunt me?
2: Is your one special?
0: It's very special.
2: Don't worry.
1: We'll protect you. Guys, the narwhal just spoke to my mind
2: and told us that she's asking us to leave nicely and not, not to go get her. Can she do something for us to make all of this death worthwhile for real?
0: Jennifer is unable to convince her companions that the narwhal is sincere and should be saved. They remain committed to taking its horn. I threw that
2: lobster chunk at the shield.
0: When Kadim throws a chunk of dead meat into the shimmering blue orb around the large purple altar in the center of the room, veiny ghostly tentacles appear throughout the orb shredding the piece of flesh but the altar does not light with the green orbs lit all that's left to complete the ritual is to light the purple altar with a sacrifice of blood while they wonder what to do two enormous sharks 30 feet long cruise into the room through an illusory wall.
1: You found yourself in a big room next to a sphere made of ghostly tentacles as two 30-foot-long megalodon sharks close in on you. Megalodon one is going to take six plus eight, that's 14 damage. He looks really scared.
2: Not really. To <laughs> the narwhale, As a, um... Hey, could you call off your megalodon sharks and I'll call off my friends and maybe we can talk it out. And she withholds her action for a while until she gets a response. I'll leave now. I'm gonna make a uh, I'm gonna make a pack of sharks and turn into a shark. And but that's all I can do for this turn. Okay, so a bunch of sharks appear. One giant one and
1: a pack of four
2: reef sharks. Yes. Right. Two crits and a miss. And
1: a third, third! crit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I think having
2: an advantage on attack roll does up your chances of rolling a critical part,
1: I would say times it. two if yeah. I know my math <laughs> Blood is filling the water here but it, none of it, surprisingly none of it is filling the blue uh, sphere none of it is filtering over there the water is very still
0: Things get serious as one of the sharks gets its jaws on kadim.
1: 32 total? Yes. Yeah, 32 attack as he gets his entire mouth and teeth around you and just crushes you oh, with a blast of a. Yes! Yeah, no. Kadim is now being thrashed have, about like a baby seal. I have 14 hit points left, guys.
0: Uh, Jennifer attempts to lure one of the sharks next to the orb and attacks.
1: Uh, we're standing right next to the ball, the, the blue orb. A very thin layer of blue light surrounding a spectral mass of tentacles. Five damage to him. That's the first damage he's taken. So, as you. So, this is an interesting thing. As you saw, see just a little uh, trickle of blood pour out into this very cold, still water, you see it sort of uh, hit the blue, but not go in. So, the blue orb around the spectra, spectral tentacle seems to hold out the blood. Mmm.
0: Yeah. Seeing Jennifer's plan, Varian and his pack of sharks him to overwhelm the beast and push it into the orb
2: so grabbing onto the fin so he can't like resist uh-huh. and then push him like that as like lever and then the other ones are going to latch onto either the body or the uh, arms but we're all going to oh a Not crit
4: somebody?
2: 24
1: as you ram him and your wave of sharks pummels him uh, you hit him hard like you get just the right speed you get that tail whip you get going at top speed right before you make contact as you make contact with him, he moves ever so slightly, bumps into the blue orb. Just a piece of his side passes through. As he turns at you, his side just barely singed by that by the tentacles inside. And suddenly, the tentacles just pull him through the blue orb, pulling the entire creature inside. As he is shredded in a matter of seconds by just. Uh, spectral tentacles that just tear him apart limb from limb as the entire blue orb turns purple with blood filling the entire thing. Now lights up this entire room with bright light.
4: And out of the floor the blood takes (laughs) form into the form of an undisguised Israfel. (laughs) There you go. Two black scars crisscrossing his face. Shut up, really? (laughs) And and several white crystals at his side and now, you find yourself trying to breathe, but you're underwater.
1: And so that sucks. The light the, the green lights around you are br- glowing with a, with a great intensity.
0: As Israfel raises from the dead in the next room, the rest of the group hears the noises and lights and rushes in to see what is happening. Remember that Varian has been transformed into an enormous shark.
1: You turn into a bubble, and and you don't have to glowing
4: purple eyes. You have like a,
1: you're just like a floating now, and you sort of are able to sort of move very slowly, you're ten foot per round. Uh, You you sort of float up, and you find yourself above the light, and you see a giant shark swimming at you.
4: (laughs) Two purple eyes looking back (laughs) from the bubble, scared of this shark chasing me. I'm just moving away from it, and the shark quickly gains hold.
1: In front of you, a huge purple altar. Probably twenty-five feet long and eight feet tall. To the right of the altar is a about an eight-foot-long uh, fish-like creature with a with a with a long horn protruding from its forehead. Um, it has uh, the horn is twisting. It uh, spirals uh, out into a into a fine point, maybe about six feet long. Because you critical your perception, you also see over in this corner what looks like. Uh, like a squid, but its face is just a toothy maw, and on its forehead it has three eyes, like in a row, that go up its forehead. And it has long uh, tentacles and a just a very gooky look as it sifts there. You also notice it seems to be sifting, the water around it is different, like an acidy na-
0: or na- like uh,
1: sort of a filmy difference in the water around you. Okay.
0: Late to the show, Jennifer finally meets the voice in her head.
1: I've an eight-foot-long fish-like creature with a long, spiraling horn uh, emerging from the front of its face. And it talks to you. It says,
0: Don't come in here. Don't come in here. Please don't come in here. You don't want to come in here.
1: Alright, I yell to the party. Guys, she says we don't want to come in there. Can I talk to her for just a second before we go in there? Kadeep says nothing and stealthily moves forward. Alright, so Mumu and Kadim are both basically invisible as they swim very quietly towards the lights. Alright, do I see Izrafel? He's right in front of you. I see it. what's up with all this crazy blood magic? Because all my friends think you're evil, and I'm starting to think the same thing. Washing wave of anger seeps over you. You feel, you feel your eyes begin to go bloodshot as your rage fills you. You said 13 damage? Yep. Alright, she might be evil, guys. Alright, so Mumu teleports up and stabs that fool. Go for
3: it. 47 damage.
1: Ooh, narwhal. Oof. Good job. The whale screams in pain, something like...
0: After nearly killing the narwhal in one attack, Mumu finds herself under attack by a psionic takeover.
1: Uh You feel a, a, a force older than time itself begin to take over your mind, beholden not to this trash creature in front of you but to something far greater, something godlike.
0: Unaware of what's happening, the rest of the party continue to attack the helpless narwhal.
1: 71 damage? The demon-possessing Mumu is the threat. Uh, The the narwhal goes belly-up immediately. Caneo's cuts to pieces. There is something weird, though. Off to your left, over in that corner, there's some sort of weird, acidic, nasty smell in the water.
0: In the form of a hunter-shark, Varian turns to investigate a strange smell in the water.
1: Your skin begins to turn. Uh, your sharky skin begins to turn green. And holes begin to appear in it. As it uh, a, a sticky, slimy ooze begins to grow over your skin. Uh, I immediately, immediately run away. I'm going to cast level one cure wounds on the narwhal. The fuck? Dude. <laughs> Waste your fucking spell. That's the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Uh, she can take eight hit points. The narwhal sort of... The wound sort of seal over where Mumu just th- 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 shredded this thing, cutting tore its face up, and like panting and just looking at you very very weak and afraid. Yeah, and say, are you okay? You just
4: hear, you just hear, go away. Okay, I see everyone not noticing this thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make a freaking purple glowy arrow pointing <coughs> at the corner <laughs> where the shark and the hey, squid <laughs> thing. the thing, yeah.
1: Kadim is engaged with the narwhal who is awake as you take your death blade
4: Okay, Nicely so Moo sort
1: of swims over, Kadim, and you're like you, the narwhal just got raised that you just killed and then Moo swims over and just tries to stab you with that fucking doomsday
4: dagger <laughs> Once I see that attack I transform back into Israfel and I cast Dispel Curse on Moo Moo oh, That's,
2: that's oh. some good shit right there, man
1: as you as you cast remove curse you realize immediately that this isn't a curse this is this is a spiritual mystical connection on a level God damn it! the um, Can I just burn that spell yeah sorry damn it. the uh but you're you're surprised and by the way this is more powerful than anything you've ever encountered
4: boys we have to get out of here my illusion through the water that i'm Having them. You guys guys hear like a very weird. And then I point to my mouth like I need to breathe. (laughs) 23. Alright, so now she's
1: restrained and I am going to start swimming away. One, two, three. You're moving at
3: half speed, dragging a restrained character. Four. Yeah, exactly. Limp. Moo goes limp. Dead weight. Dead weight. Hard to carry.
4: You guys are all here, uh, Israfel for the first time in a long time. We have to get <laughs> out of here right now. I'm moving towards the exit. Uh, so you're following me. You going with Kadeem? Yeah, Kadim, We gotta
1: figure out a way to get out of here. I know the way out. That's all right, perception right, check, Israfel as you as you forge ahead of Kadim there. There is a, another of the creatures that you saw down here, mouth faced, three eyed. Tentacled creatures. The evil black the, things? At the end of the hallway. Oh, Holy
4: shit. You guys summoned me into a fucking trap?
1: We didn't know it was a trap. We thought we were Oh, poaching. well, that's okay then. <laughs> <laughs> we thought we were poaching, okay?
2: <laughs> we <laughs> thought we
1: were
4: poaching. for some innocent poaching. Oh <laughs> my god, you guys. Hey,
2: we expect you to be good at dying at this point. <laughs> yeah, what do you like for an dumb. area of expertise? <clears throat> Eldridge
4: Blast? Eldritch blast that shit! That's what you do! Yeah. Go for Warlock!
1: Okay, so one hit as you hit him. As you do, uh, as your blast of energy uh, rolls down the, the hallway towards the intimidating creature, it as soon as it enters its space, that creature just completely disappears. Nice.
0: With his illusion gone, Diabolith is afraid the others might escape as well.
1: He's, he, he darts up at a lightning speed, gets between Jennifer and the rest of the group, And levels an attack at Israfo. I'm gonna hellish rebuke this fucker. Even underwater, this fiery, boiling uh, (sighs) wave comes out at you, and he seems taken aback by it. As he Um, slashes me. As as he, like, wraps you up with tentacles and attempts to poison you. That's gonna be 16 plus 4 for another 20 damage. Wow. ah, 20 damage? That's just the sharks are going nuts on this squid. Like, you ain't seen nothing (laughs) like it.
2: That's 107 wounds.
1: Okay. The narwhal no the uh, demon, the aboleth, that's I know. The narwhal uh makes a move up here, touches the uh aboleth with its um uh, oh with its beak, and does uh, God fucking damn. It. Kill the fucking thing then. Kill it for the love of
4: God, and does heals it fourteen points. I get line of sight on the motherfucker and I Eldritch Blast it. Yeah! Uh, you got a shot at him. I blare into visibility once more in the light of my eldritch blast as I shoot it Fills at the, the motherfucker's face with two bolts spiraling around each other. Got it. That would be a 22 and a critical hit. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's 3d10
1: damage, man. Demon looks weak. Very weak. Eat it, mother as mother it lightning <laughs> is, is very effective against the creature as it seems to be twisting and shaking it, uh, and the green ooze around it.
0: Somehow, Moo attacks against her friends miss time and time again, while our hero's luck continues to hold. Critical hit.
2: Oh! This might be the end for our friend, the demon lord. Oh, it's gonna be an extra 14, so he's looking at
1: 146. As you slash into him, as you slash into him for the last time, Tell me what it looks like when you cut the squid down. BOOM! You got him! I get right up inside of his toothy maw, through the back of his head, so it like comes up in between his like three eyes. Mm -hmm. Knocking out that middle eye. He's just (laughs) BAM! Closed. Okay, right up through the middle of his head, right up through the second of three eyes, um, and, uh, the creature begins to just fall apart in front of your eyes. As the- as the portal, which is lit up here, the creature is directly on the portal. As the portal lights up, Israfel, you recognize a face that appears—that uh, of of Lorzok, appears in the portal, reaches out and just seems to grab a hold of some essence of that aboleth and rip it with him as the portal closes. That one's for you, buddy. <laughs> he throws you the deuce as he disappears. Later, uh, dude. Uh, with a Galactic Pokemon. With a with a powerful soul. All right, so. Now narwhale. So one, two, three. There. I'm killing
2: the narwhal. The last whoa, tag. whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, Jennifer, <laughs> I am bro, with The spell is broken, bro! <laughs> that's
4: a critical hit! <laughs> the spell is broken! Hold on.
1: Critical hit. Moo Moo! It's done. It's can't you can't no, survive? So that's
4: nine point. wounds, that's just enough to take it right down to zero again!
1: <laughs> uh, I wish I had an action surge so I cut off its fucking horn. You can't- But know. I'm
2: done. Okay. So
1: now we're on to Varian's turn. I say, take the horn! <laughs> Shark! Well, so I'm the sorry. narwhal is dead. The the creature was just dragged out of this room by some demon that appeared through the portal
2: that, that Israfel came through. So one thing I wanted to watch out for is whether or not the narwhale made any kind of reaction. Oh, natural twenty. The narwhal immediately seemed to gain control of its senses when the abolith
1: was killed. Okay. It was a mind slave. Oh, Mumu, you the spell breaks as the abolith dies, and you are your <sighs> Alright, so Varian, what were you going to do?
3: Wait, I'm sorry, retarget,
0: kill Jennifer. While the party argues what to do with the Narwhal, Varian's curse continues to progress.
1: Your entire body, as a shark I guess now, um, turns this green, slimy skin that looks exactly like the skin of that squid creature. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, with holes and, and and sort of age and it's it, this mucus is sort of forms around you. You feel odd, but not different yet. I know an
2: ancient healing creature that might know a little something about <laughs> underwater diseases. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty good point. Yeah, I want to go over there and heal. The okay yeah, heal the Just narwhal. Just give him a good berry.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah she's but... a narwhal with lots of hit points. So she's going to heal up. Uh, she she comes back alive again, and you hear in your a voice, a, a charming voice that says, "Thank you." Are you okay? I think that evil creature was controlling you.
0: I tried my best to warn you.
1: I was just glad we could save you.
2: My friends here contracted that disgusting disease. Do you know how to cure it? I guess uh, I don't. I don't care to stay sick. Looks like we're mostly okay. So I'm going to shift back in my natural shape. Okay. It's only twenty hits. Okay. As you do, you notice that all of your skin is
1: green. And sticky, uh, the the tip of the uh, narwhal's horn touches you, and you feel a little surge of magic go over you. And then she sort of just shakes her head. She says,
0: "This is beyond my power."
1: She says that only to Barry. I sheathe my swords. Uh, you 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 swim
4: up. Yeah. All right, what? <laughs> What's up, you guys? Who's We're the... trying to remove the curse. What's up, Israel? <laughs> what happened? Where <laughs> did you have you those... been? Where'd you get the scars, man? I
1: just saw bolts flying out of nowhere. I didn't even know you were here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> how?
2: How? 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 Oh. That would oh, be my main question. How are you alive? <laughs> that's the big question.
4: Well, uh, I was in the Land of the Dead, you guys. Is and... this a portal to the Land of the Dead. Absolutely it was. Ooh, wow. and I had you don't know what I had to go through on the other side to open this fucker.
1: It it's always hard opening up your portal so the first nervous. time.
4: Oh my god. But thank you guys for thank you guys for sacrificing and ter- and building and building my new body out of shark's blood. That was kind of cool. Is, Is that what I happened? Did. Cool. We
2: thought we were trying to open doors. Yeah, to get to uh, the Norwell. That was what we were
4: doing. Hey, That worked out. <laughs> How did this one get awakened?
0: Don't know. The portal, maybe?
4: When did it enslave you?
0: Decades ago.
1: What about the massive dragon that resides here? Um, The Leviathan.
2: How long has he been here?
0: Orgenthal. He's an old friend.
2: Has he, uh... Really? He's he's a friend of yours. Could you, uh, arrange an introduction?
4: Sure, it'll be fun. Let's go.
0: Before they leave, they open the vaults and find what appears to be... A key to the interplanar gate that Izzerfell used to arrive here. But unaware of how to use it, they leave it behind.
1: You swim up out of the uh, tunnel that you entered this uh, dungeon in in from. And you head straight up through pretty dark water. And it gets lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter. And you guys begin to see that great shadow that you saw swimming out there before. Mm -hmm. Um, The ancient dragon shadow of a thing that's probably 80 to 100 feet in length. And is, uh, is an ancient blue silver dragon. Oh, It has no wings. It swims like a fish. <clears throat> Alright, Narwhal, make your introductions or whatever. As you approach, it immediately, uh, uh, it immediately turns. And, uh, you can tell that the Narwhal has, talk- is talking to it telepathically. Um, it turns and you guys hear the entire water all around you just begin to rumble as it speaks it says welcome heroes <laughs> oh thank you it is an honor to meet you Leviathan Uni has told me of your brave deeds
3: mm-hmm. Mumu swims up front and center mm-hmm. takes the burkini off
4: Jennifer, you talk to me so- Shh.
3: my people are
1: back <laughs>
3: who do you support
1: The elves of evening have always had a rightful place in Lethal Sphere. Welcome.
3: Not just rightful. You know what's going on up top. You know what those bastard sun fucks are doing. We are the counter.
1: Lethal Sphere is neutral ground. The ancient laws define the rules of Lethal Sphere. All obey them.
3: Except for the all-powerful. Mova just turns on her heel and swims away.
1: What are these ancient laws? When the lords of the sea and their other eladrin first arrived, I was sent with them to establish this haven where the laws of equality would rule. Those founding families all have homes here.
0: Orgenthal the sea dragon continues to explain the laws of Lethalspear until he is asked whether the sun elves ever come here
1: two of the House of Aerolith, have arrived.
0: Oh, fuck yes. Tell me about the House of
3: Aerolith. Whom are they?
1: Coralon Rathi is the High Chancellor of the Holy Order. His wife, Lerithyn uh, Alrathi is the Viscount of the Motherland. Together, they are the most powerful couple in all the world. I did have one other just quick question, Leviathan. That's all I really wanted Is there
2: any way you can, like issue some sort of protection order for the narwhal because people want to like kill it for it's horn.
1: who did such a thing
2: i don't want to name names <laughs> <say. laughs>
1: name names immediately but terence reforge wanted us to hunt the narwhal we got down there until we met the apolith and then we discovered what a good creature the narwhal was thank you for bringing this to my attention she was under the control of the avalanche, and she had been doing very disruptive, nuisanceful things. He did say she was a nuisance, and then... Yeah, and she's been under his control for sense. years. Oh
4: shit, you guys
0: are a bunch of snitches.
1: In her very cute little voice...
0: I'm so sorry. I was like, breaking off little bits of coral, and sabotaging buildings, and just trying... just trying to hurt them.
1: And she just tells you on and on about how she's just basically harassing and terrorizing the city. Under the, under the guise of being, like, a protector.
0: Marion remains committed to his cause of finding a narwhal horn and giving it to Terrence Reforge.
2: their narwhal bodies would be that we could find a horn, which to use as a gift. We don't want to kill, him, we don't want to kill this narwhal, but if there's one that we could uh, use, it would help us on our quest. As a favor to you, the heroes of our city, I will to, give, to find such
1: a horn for you.
3: Thank you. Nudge the narwhal and say, Hey, that coral you've been breaking off.
2: How about a little bit of that? What have you been doing with all that coral you've been stealing?
0: I've just been throwing it in a pile down below. I'll go get it right now. All
2: she right. just swims off. That'd be wonderful.
1: Yeah, okay. We, we chill. chill.
0: Alright, so she comes back with
1: a giant bag she's kind of dragging through the water. Yeah, yeah. like her little horn.
0: <laughs> I don't know if it's valuable.
1: Oh, it's okay, narwhal. You're the best. I give her a hug. <laughs>
0: After checking Israfel into the Airheads Resort, Mumu is eager to help Varian rid himself of the curse.
3: Let's go, Varian.
1: If it ends up being Turn a into evening. a shark
3: or whatever and take me.
1: Okay, they're going to the temple.
0: Back at the Light of Evening Temple, Mumu, Varian, and Izrafel are in for a surprise.
1: He swims up there and, and sort of settles on top of the altar. Now what?
3: Now put my hand on the altar.
1: The altar lights up, and you feel a control over the altar that you felt before. I kind of move back, I don't like this.
3: And I say, heal his ass. Natural twenty.
1: You feel the red light, the altar beneath you, begin to seep into your body and warm you. It takes over your entire shark form. Not only does the the the, the nasty uh, green skin begin to melt away, uh, but you begin to feel just this uh, lightness. Uh, and you turn back into your elven form. You are you are just floating above the altar, just spinning uh, with a red glow.
3: Awesome. Greyfear, get your ass over here.
1: Nine figures appear in the room, very well armed.
2: Backing away.
3: Get rid of the fucking demon forever, and I will get you five times.
2: So, the, move, the bag rest. I, I delivered you. the demon myself was because it vowed to hunt us to the death. The one in front sort of
1: uh, bows his head a little bit further. You can't see their faces at all, um, and he sort of says in his sort of uh, understated tone. He says, You already owe us several bags of powder my lady. We're busy. Decline. Fine. But you still owe us the... Oh,
3: yeah. Yeah. Now you have the last on my list.
1: Uh, two of the cloaked figures appear on both sides of you. You feel a, the point of a dagger in both of your kidneys. The, the, just a little bit of blood is beginning to seep. Uh, they haven't quite stabbed in, but they're maybe half an inch from each kidney. I believe we're first on the list if I remember correctly. But Mumu
3: just draws the dagger.
2: Just a little bit more pokey on both sides. Then Mumu puts away. I would help more, but you do kind of deserve it.
3: I could kill you all. I don't think. Or you could, you could agree to my terms. I'm happy either way.
1: One of the daggers sinks in. 62 damage. Holy dead. Fuck. Uh, as only one of the. Uh, the dagger slaps, uh, just shreds your kidney, just right up through your spinal cord. Okay, so Mumu is just insta dead, as she just begins to float there.
2: Yeah, the great bear look at you two. I immediately swim over to heal him, and I'm on the way, I'm going to say like, it's like, like I don't know what all your previous conversations were, but I can promise you that killing that, uh, killing each other, this bickering will accomplish nothing. Uh, you'll certainly be paid once we have the means to do so. Okay, so as you cast your healing spell, nothing happens. The
1: Great Fear says to you, uh, Variant. since you talk, you have 12 seconds before she cannot be revived. Are we first? Certainly. Long so our short swords are, are pulled on you, and they, the doors open. They point you out. Right, later. <laughs> I'm out.
0: Join us next time to find out if Mumu lives or dies. And stay tuned this week for a very special episode, Mumu Alone Inside the Temple. We also look forward to finding out more about the Great Wood Elf Forest. As always, you can find more information at PressBySun.com, where we got maps, lore, character bios, and much more. And as always, see ya!